Ever wonder how the best brains in the investment world stay rich even during a market recession? Well, that's today's episode. How to handle a bear market, recession, or a market crash. Let's dive into it. Welcome, everybody. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where I'm going to get you excited about investing in 15 minutes or less. Money back, guaranteed. Uh, except for you, uh, <laughs> you didn't give me any money, so don't hold that against me. But if you listen to this whole podcast and listen to my other shows, you just might make some. Let's dive into it. So let's start with the uh, the quote of the day, which is from big man himself, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says, an investor should act as though he had a lifetime decision card with 20 punches on it. Um, kind of a deep one there, so <laughs> I'll read it again. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into it a little bit later, but an investor should act as though he had a lifetime decision card with just 20 punches on it. All right. So I'll dive into that quote a little bit later because it is, it is relevant to, uh, to what we're talking about today. But before we can understand how to handle these certain situations, right? The bear markets, recessions, market crashes, we got to understand what they are. So let's start with a recession. It's actually not associated with the stock market a recession is it's more so associated with the economy so think gdp gross domestic product uh and i won't bore you with that i'm sure you guys know what that is but if you don't it's just the goods and services that a country produces right so a recession will be if we have negative gdp over two quarters so six months about half a year and that doesn't really have anything to do with the stock market because you could have a recession in the economy and yet a really good six months or a quarter in the stock market. Um, so that's just a common misconception there. And then the next is a is a market crash. Now, this is a bit more subjective than a recession here. What we're talking about is just a sudden or steady drop, right? Uh, overall stock prices. So think indexes, Dow Jones, S&P 500. When one of those drops about, say, 10%, that's considered a market correction. And I'm not exactly sure why they call it a correction. Uh, it's, it's assumptive that if something goes up, it will always come back down, similar with how gravity works, right? You throw a ball in the air, it, what goes up must come down. That's sort of the thought process here. And so say you have the S&Ps at 100, and it goes to 120, and then it drops back down to 100. That would be considered a correction. And... Uh, it's, it's, again, it's just subjective of how you, how you want to look at it. But personally for me, I consider a crash to be, if anything, it could be the stock Apple. It could be, uh, it could be a house, uh, the housing market it could be anything that tracks something. If it goes down 10% or more suddenly it's considered a market crash. Uh, okay. So next, what do we got? We got, Oh, a bear market. So a bear market, which is a little bit more subjective. It's similar to a market crash, but it kind of combines what we're thinking about with a recession and a crash. Now, a bear market is where something has declined 20% over two months, I'd say, probably 60 days. So if something has declined 20%, so let's use the S&P 500, right? So it goes to 120 and then it goes back down to 100. If it maintains that position, for about two months or continues to go down, that's considered a bear market. So that has to do with the stock market. So think market crash and bear market. Those are both stock market uh, related terms, I guess you'd say. Um, 
And so those are the things you want to be weary of, right? Those are the things you want to be aware of. Okay, so now that we've covered the three types of events that cause investors to have negative reactions to their investments, um, let's look at the history. Let's look at the history, right? So over the last 100 years, there's been plenty of market crashes or bear markets, plenty. But as most of you probably know, or at least I hope, <laughs> I hope all of you guys know, they all recovered, every single one. Some took months to recover, 2020 dip during the coronavirus. Some took more than a decade to recover, the Great Depression, for example. But since like the 1950s, should you have put money in just the S&P 500 and closed your eyes? Just say you were like, I'm not looking at it. I don't care what happens. I'm not looking. If you would have just done that and not worried about what was happening and just focused on your day-to-day activities opened up your eyes 10 years later, you would have exponentially more money than somebody who took out their money before the crash and tried to time it. That's just the nature of the game. Um, that's how compound interest works too. Now, obviously there's, there's exceptions to every rule, right? But the rule is don't try to time the market. You're not smarter than the market. And if anybody, me, Warren Buffett, your great grandma, your dog, if anybody tells you they know what's going to happen in the stock market, they're lying. Be careful and weary of those people and always get second opinions. Um, okay, that rant, <laughs> that rant on your advisor is done. But um, yeah, so what we're looking at here is that everything recovered. Every single market crash since the 1950s has recovered. And what we want to talk about here, right, is how do you weather those? How do you decide to do the hard thing, which is to stay invested? Um most people don't, guys. They don't. They panic and then they sell. And when everything is down, they're selling, which is, it feels like you have to do it. It's an emotional reaction, right? But uh, another one of my favorite Buffett quotes is don't buy a stock unless you view it like buying a first home. If you aren't prepared to live in it, even during a bad housing market, don't buy it. So, what does that mean for us, right? For the stock market? Don't buy something unless you love it. This will save you so much pain and emotional investment in the future. Uh, but even even as I'm sitting here telling you this, I struggle with this. I struggle this. I struggle with this myself. So I'm coming at you full frontal, like showing you everything here. I struggle with this, but I'm actively aware of it and I'm conscious of it too. So uh, I can give you guys an example. So for example, there's a position that I'm holding that I love. Uh, it's called Neo, and we're actually we'll talk about it later. But it's not doing so hot. <laughs> it's not doing so hot right now. They're an electrical vehicle company, but I'm going to hold on to it because I believe in the company. I'm in love with it. Um, sounds corny and cheesy, but it, I, I am. I'm, I'm a big fan of the company, so I'm going to hold on to it. And I believe in it. A lot more people need investments like that. But unfortunately, most people don't think about it like that. It's just not in the human nature for them to think this way. So now listen, the golden nugget of this episode how do the best brains in the investment world stay wealthy, stay invested, stay rich during a down market? Well, um, put it simply, guys, they know when to sell. 
Um, usually they don't sell. They hold on to things. Warren Buffett is an, I know I've said his name a couple times here, but big fan of his. He holds on to things based upon how good of a company they are. So he doesn't invest in speculative stuff very often. Speculative meaning very risky, high risk, penny stocks, etc. He invests in quality companies who he believes have a competitive advantage in the market and he holds on to them. He doesn't sell. So during 08, people asked him, well, hey, how much money did you lose? He's like, none. I didn't lose any money. And he didn't lose any money because he didn't sell anything. So the best investors know when to sell. It's never the ones that know what stocks to buy because that's great and all, but that's only worth half the half the cookie, right? To get the whole cookie, you've got to be able to sell and you've got to be able to know when to sell. And not everybody does. In fact, most people get it wrong. And that's why there's many more losers than there are winners when it comes to investing. And, and the other thing is, even the best people get it wrong. So think Goldman Sachs, uh, Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, Kenneth Griffin. These are some of the greatest minds in the investment world. And they got 08 wrong. And they suffered for it. Some, some people got bailed out and whatnot, but they made the wrong choice as far as their investment goes. So not everyone's going to get it right. And like I said earlier, no one knows what the stock market's going to do. That's why it's important to just have all your ducks in a row and have a plan. The more plan, the more planning you have, the more likely you're going to be successful when it comes to retire or comes to give your children something or have your grandkids have their college paid for, etc. Um... Yeah, so most people can't do that, guys. They don't know when to sell. They get emotionally invested. They listen to bad advice. um, They do what the crowd is doing. Uh, Warren Buffett has another quote, which I'll share with you guys. I invest when there's blood in the streets, or he says something like that. Basically, he gets excited when other people panic because that usually means that there are going to be good quality companies that he can invest in and they'll be at a discount price because everybody else is selling. And guys, that's how I handle my money, my firm's money. Um, I have about four to five portfolios. I have a couple of one-offs, but for the most part, I have four to five portfolios. There's 10 equity positions in there, and that's all it is. And that's how I handle client money. We're going to look for growth. We're going to look for either we have a balanced portfolio, a growth portfolio, a speculative portfolio, which is you know extreme growth. Um, and then we have a what we call an all-weather portfolio. And that is just meant to be more defensive in nature and weather these storms. And it's for those people who kind of can't, they can't handle the emotional volatility, right? So that's kind of what the all weather is. But these portfolios, I handle it the same way Warren Buffett does. I like these 10 companies. I know why that, why they're in my portfolio. I know exactly what I'm looking for from them and I hold on to them. And that's worked out really great thus far. And I plan on doing that for many years in the future. That is the basis of my firm. We look for quality companies. We don't do anything unbelievably risky and we're transparent with our clients. If your advisor is not transparent with you about what you're in, if you don't know what you're in right now or why you're in it, I would call your advisor, him or her, and I would ask them why you're in these things. And for the most part, I've been around many advisors, hundreds of advisors. I've worked with uh, hundreds of clients now, uh, almost, I, I was at a firm where we managed a billion dollars. So, and I was directly responsible for that. So I've been, I've met plenty of clients and plenty of advisors and most of them don't have an answer for why their clients are in what they're in. And that scares me. Right. And it, it should scare you a little bit too. So if you're one of those people, or if you personally do your own investments and don't know why you're in them, really think about it. You need to have a game plan and go from there.
That's the end of today's episode, guys. I hope you learned something and more so, I hope you are excited about investing either to start or to look over your own portfolio with a fine tooth comb. And if you want a second opinion, by all means, reach out, set an appointment with me at my website, 77financialgroup.com. I also have Instagram, 77 Financial Group. And if you guys have any ideas on topics, hit me up on either of those and I'll try and cover them, get your guys' questions answered. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. And remember, invest early, invest often.